Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 179 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I have the pleasure of chatting with the brains and beauty behind Revived and Sober, Beth Irving. On this episode, Beth walks us through her booze-free journey, how she identifies her relationship with alcohol, and most importantly, the lack of representation of women of color in the sober community. This is something we at A Sober Girl's Guide are committed to changing. So let's get into it. At A Sober Girl's Guide, we got your back, and so does Exact Nature. Their safe, all-natural, CBD-based products are specially formulated to help you face the unique challenges of getting and staying sober. Whether it's curbing those cravings, wrangling in those changes in moods, or helping you get a better night's sleep. To learn more about their products and commitment to helping you in your recovery, visit exactnature.com. What I love about Exact Nature is they are produced and formulated by people who are in recovery themselves. It is 100% safe and natural to your recovery journey. Head to exactnature.com and use discount code SOBERGIRL20 for 20% off your order. Beth, what is going on? How are you? Hello. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. So thanks for for letting me come and join you. Me too. We have a lot to talk about today and I love your accent already. <laughs> so obviously <laughs> <I love yours. laughs> it's clear yeah, right? Obviously it's clear you're not in America. Where are you located at? So I'm based in the UK um in an area called Cotswolds. Nice. Love it. Cozy Cotswolds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it fall yet where where you're at? Is it yeah, it's it's getting there. It's so it's um it's because you said fall and I'm like, okay, I'm adapting. That's like oh, autumn to us. Autumn. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> My um, bad. But yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's nice weather where it's raining um a yeah. little bit, but not not too much. 
yeah it's not, good. not too gray yet i'm in vancouver so i feel like like uk weather is is like similar because we just get like it's just gray and rainy and like mm. you know maybe a sprinkle of sunshine like two or three days yeah the yeah we're, we're still got a bit of sun here which is good nice. i'm happy with this i can cope with this weather totally <laughs> <laughs> definitely so Beth, I definitely want to get into um, your story and your your journey through sobriety mm-hmm. and changing your relationship with alcohol. Um, yeah. Can you give us a little insight to what BS Beth was like? So what Beth was like before sobriety? Uh, a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> she was a nightmare. Yeah. Um, so I probably started drinking about age 13 I guess which is quite young but at the time it it felt quite innocent you know it was like stealing alcohol from your parents drink cabinets with your friends and you know it was just like experimental stages really um and I guess that continued for for quite a few years um but it was definitely I'd say my 20s where things were at their heaviest in terms of my drinking so Mm. I wasn't one to drink in the week but I would binge drink heavily at the weekends Mm. Um, and I was a party girl and everything that came with it so you know drugs played a part in that narrative as well Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess it wasn't until my sort of mid to late 20s that I started to realize that it was really affecting me like mentally and emotionally so I would go out at weekends um I would not go to work so I lost jobs from like being out all the time mm-hmm. um there is a, st- a story actually which I think people find funny now but I just can't still find the the funniness in it so mm-hmm. I used to work in a bar and um okay. I would notoriously just like not show up for work because I'd either be hungover or I would like not be home yet. Um, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I know, and I used to like lie all the time because I didn't want to get in trouble with my mum. So I remember she rang me one day and she was like, oh, where are you? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm at work. Um, I just didn't come home. You know, I just went straight to work from my friend's house. And she was like, all right, okay, um, see you later type thing. And then um, later on, I got a call from my sister and she's like, Beth, where are you? Seriously. And I was like, oh, I'm at work. She's like, no, you're not. Me and mum have like just been into where you work. You're not there. Like your manager doesn't know where you are. Oh, oh and I was like, no, it was busted. like, I was busted big time. Yeah. And it is funny in a way, but it, it made me like, it was a big eye opener as to how bad things were getting for me because I was obviously lying to my family, like, like didn't really care if I lost my job and the guilt and the shame that came with that. And, you know, that's, that was a, like a, a pattern for so many years of going out, not go, not coming back for days. You know, my mum being worried, she used to say to me like, Oh, do you have to go out? Because when you go out, you never come home. And mm. it was true. Like I would just go out for like the entire weekend and, and lie about where I was and what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and it did take its toll on my mental health. So it's, you know, it it sort of followed me around. So no matter where I lived, I still was drinking heavily, feeling awful. Um, sort of that would continue to like Wednesday, Thursday, where I start to feel a little bit human and then I would do it all again. Yeah. Um, 
I remember going to the doctor when I lived in London. Um, I worked at a bar again. I think there's a theme here. Yeah. <laughs> was it working well for me working in these bars? Like, I wonder where the alcohol found uh, yeah, me. Yeah, that's well, it. It's like... The bar? Yeah. yeah. Where there is no weekend, right? So you're just... You work all the time. Um, sure. And every day is like a Saturday or a Friday. Yeah. Um, so I remember going to the doctor when I lived in London and I was like, I'm not okay. I feel really depressed. Like please help me and I was crying and he mm. gave me antidepressants and was like take these uh you probably shouldn't drink with them and I was like okay I'm definitely gonna drink with them yeah it's never and gonna happen but no right <laughs> and that's the thing I was just like masking what I knew I knew deep down even at that point that it was the drinking and the party girl lifestyle and the drugs and everything that came with that that was making me feel like not okay and there was so many times that I just didn't want to like exist because I didn't know how to like be in society normally mm -hmm. whatever that looks like yeah um, so it was just so many years of that pattern really and and you know taking tablets coming off of them drinking carrying on I'd never I just never knew when to to end the party and my friends yeah. you know especially as we were getting older would like call it a night at one two in the morning and I would be offended at that like <laughs> how dare you like the night is just like beginning. that's it um yeah exactly yeah. so then I would gravitate towards people that were you know not very good for me because they stayed out later um yeah. and you know unfortunately as a result of that I put myself in a lot of risky situations and and you know going sober is having to come to terms with those things that you've you've gone through because yeah. um, I, I didn't really have a value for my life when I was drinking that heavily at the weekends and like I say it wasn't the week was kind of fine in the end as I got older and I got more stable jobs I wouldn't drink Monday to Friday but then come Friday mm. I would go all in and then I would be you know just carrying on that that pattern really so yeah. I knew I knew for many years that something had to change and I tried to moderate like you know that unicorn Ooh. that yeah, I've never how did that managed go? to <laughs> talk to talk to, to me about moderation because like you know I, I understand completely taking something out of your life like completely taking alcohol out of your life is terrifying especially when that thing you know, has been giving you what you need at that time, right? So it sounds like alcohol for you was helping you to be in society or be normal or turn off like maybe the inner voices of yourself, like your inner critic or something like that. You know, we we, we get something from alcohol. We don't just yeah. drink it mindlessly. You know, it's it fills a void, it fills yeah it does a job that we're that we're looking for i'm not saying that it does a good job no <laughs> uh that's kind of the point job. that's kind of the point where we we get to change but at some point or another it did fill that need so yeah i understand why it's terrifying to change that or to take that away when it's been it's been working that's been kind of like your crutch right and so moderation comes in and it's like, oh my God, this is like the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. Is if it? You can, if you can do it. I find I found it just incredibly stressful. Um, yeah. Because I'd, I'd have 
like an idea in my mind, like, okay, tonight I'm just going to have two drinks, Beth. Like everyone else, you're going to go home, you're going to go sleep. It's going to be lovely. Right. Um, but by the time I've had even one drink, I'm, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm in another level already. I'm like, yeah, I'm going out. Like, let's get the shots out. Totally. Beth is back. Yeah. So it it didn't ever work. Like, yes, my sober brain was like, yes, Bethany, you could totally do this. But once I've had a drink, you don't right. think like that anymore no two drinks turns into like okay now it's two drinks an hour and yeah, you begin exactly. to like justify and rationalize with yourself you're like mm-hmm. oh that one wasn't wasn't mixed as strong <laughs> as the first one so it's like a half drink like oh my god it's stressful isn't it the like, mental seriously. real estate it's like it'll drive you nuts I think yeah I'm, and then it's not fun anymore. Like the whole point of drinking, you know, is no. to get rid of all these like feelings of having to be good or, you know, do whatever. It's like yeah. the minute you're starting to have these conversations with yourself all the time, like, oh, I'll just have one drink or I'll just only drink like low percentage wine tonight or all these sorts of things. Sure. It's just not fun anymore. It's just stressful. Um, yeah. So I'm, I think that's why I had to go sober completely was because mm-hmm. I didn't have that middle ground um, of like moderating, unfortunately. But it's not unfortunately now because now I'm sober. I'm happier yeah. than I've ever been. Um, Do you feel like I it think, doesn't take up as much mental real estate? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So like, I think you have to do a lot of work on yourself once you go completely sober because the alcohol yeah. that you use to dampen all these feelings is no longer there so you actually have to deal with those feelings Amazing. which is like oh my god so you know I think there's a lot of work that goes into yourself when you're completely sober yeah. but it's worth it it's, it's completely worth it it's um, definitely worth it it's also like terrifying at first mm-hmm. right yeah you've been just like you know what? I'm going to phone this in and I'm just going to like not deal with it today and not yeah. deal with it today or tomorrow or the next day or however long you keep drinking. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's why like this shame and this guilt comes up is because we know deep down like this isn't really working. This isn't what we really want to be doing. We know there's something deeper that needs to be have attention or need us a little love and attention but we keep putting it off we keep putting this band-aid over the bullet wound and we're we're on this like hamster wheel of like oh let's just drink to cope drink to cope cope to drink cope drink drink to cope yeah and we're just like we're getting nowhere i think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023 say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. No, we're not really addressing like what's going on underneath. And I think no, it's when I stopped drinking and people are like, oh, well, why did you drink 
the way that you did, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's just because I was a party girl. And it's like, mm. when you really think about it, it's like there, it wasn't really that right. at all. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about race in a bit, but yeah. I actually think that that played a big part in how I drank because I had, um, so I mixed race. My parents, okay. my mum's my white British and my dad is black Caribbean. Okay. So I was in the middle and I felt very much like that in society. Like I didn't really fit in on either side. And where I lived in a predominantly white community, I think that I was a people pleaser because sure. I wanted to be liked and I didn't want to be different. And I think I knew quite early on that I was um, yeah. and I did experience like racism especially as a child and you know you know kids can be really mean because yeah they don't understand that people are different and that it's okay to be different right so I think that I tried so hard to fit in and, and people please and please like me like me yeah. that when it came to drinking I wanted to be able to drink as much as everyone else I wanted to be able to drink more than everyone else I never wanted yeah. the night to end and on right. top of that trying to cover up all these feelings that I had of not feeling like I had a place in society as such, that that definitely yeah. had an influence on how I drank. But I've only started just unpicking this now because before I was, didn't have a need to. I was just like, no, I just like to drink. You know, that's my thing. Yeah. But there's there's deeper levels. When you go sober, it's like they all start surfacing. It's you know, yeah, it's overwhelming at times, but it's it's a really good way to get to know yourself is to stop drinking so oh my gosh yeah mm. if you want to get to know the the guy in the mirror stop drinking for sure yeah that's it but beth it totally makes sense you know listening listening to your story and listening to your reasoning like yeah of course we can say like oh we were party girls i mean everyone was a party girl but like the party ended and yeah we drinking yeah <laughs> and it wasn't because we were partying it was because we were trying to like you said like people please or hide these feelings of insecurity or not finding a place but it totally makes sense you know it, it it's almost like out of survival for you you know like how do I fit in when everyone looks completely different than I do treats me completely different oh my god like as a child like Growing up as a kid is hard enough, but to have that also stacked against you, like, it makes complete, complete sense to why you would, why you would reach for something like that. Yeah, I think so. And I think where my dad left when I was quite young, yeah. um, and I still have a relationship with him now, and, you know, I, I don't feel, I don't know, maybe I'm being a bit naive, that that impacted me massively. I don't remember it doing that at the time sure. but it had an impact in the fact that again that took like the black figure out of my life yeah. so I never got to really know that side of my family or the cultural or feel included on that side so again you know it was pushed predominantly to the the white side of society so I think that's yeah. possibly like all my friendship groups were they had all white friends and Mm. I used to like relax and straighten the shit out of my hair because I Aww. wanted it to look like my friend's hair. Whereas yeah. now I just have it curly because it's like this natural. I feel free. I don't feel like I have to do that anymore. Yeah. But a lot of the time I was trying to just be like everyone else because being different at the time felt difficult. 
and hard. So, you know, it's all of those things that I think contribute to how you like how you drink and how you cope with emotions or regulate your emotions. It's, it's a lot to unpick, I think. Definitely. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. Definitely. So how did you go about making this change with uh, your relationship with alcohol? So it took a few years of me like stop starting, stop starting. And then the yeah. longest, uh, so I'm 10 months sober today, which is today. Uh, today is my, oh my God. I know. Congratulations. I <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. I just like slip that in there. Like, yeah. Months. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm I'm so pleased about it's the longest period I've I've done of like being sober and I don't have I have no concerns or like no thoughts of going back to drinking at at this point I just don't see it happening but prior to now I was sort of stopped starting with um alcohol I didn't you know feel that I fit into programs like AA I didn't feel that they represented my journey with alcohol um I don't identify as an alcoholic or addict or or anything like that I, I felt I did have a very unhealthy relationship with alcohol and I think that anyone that drinks alcohol has you know the potential to to have a problem with it um but it was causing me so many issues in my life and my relationships my mental health each and every person has been touched by recovery whether it's a partner son daughter best friend work colleague or yourself personally Whatever your reason for recovery is, we are all in this together. At A Sober Girl's Guide, our mission is to build awareness, foster a strong community, and give you the tools to change your relationship with alcohol. Soberlink is a remote alcohol monitoring technology created to help provide accountability for people in recovery. The system includes a high-tech breathalyzer device with facial recognition that allows you to share your sobriety in real time with loved ones who can offer support in the event of a slip-up or relapse. Soberlink has helped hundreds of thousands of people document proof of sobriety in real time to help rebuild that trust and foster peace of mind. Soberlink is currently building a strong community of people in recovery. Get inspired and inspire others today by joining the community at www.soberlink.com forward slash A S 
GG. Um, I was just looking to things like Instagram for yep. support. So I'm like, okay, who are the sober people out there? Yeah, who where are you? Do this. What's going on? Yeah, I, I read so many books um, to get started, um, which really, really helped me. Yeah, um, and I just really like threw myself into the sober community, mm-hmm. and a lot of that is like online stuff or literature. Um, and it was nice to read people's stories that sort of sounded like mine in lots of ways because then it felt like oh okay like I am normal in a sense and yeah that I think society has just normalized you know drinking and you know actually we're the same ones for wanting to not do that anymore um, totally. so I did find a lot of support in the sober communities online Instagram and like things like a sober girl's guide like really yeah. helpful for people that are like looking for somewhere that offers support for all types of yeah. people that want to if, if it's a lifestyle change or if it's because you feel that you, you have to change your relationship with alcohol whatever it is like there's there's something out there for everyone yeah I mean I truly believe like changing a relationship it's like sobriety is a spectrum right mm. like you don't necessarily have to identify as an addict like like you um you don't have to identify as anything if you don't no. want to right i think that's i don't know for for me labels and 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 such have not really been helpful mm. as much as like just have being having the awareness and having the freedom to choose you know yeah. what what works for me and what what doesn't um i don't know maybe maybe i'm doing it wrong and maybe i'm like oh my gosh i can't commit to a label who knows um but yeah, it's personal I, choice for sure isn't it like yeah. whatever helps you as a person i think is is key yeah. i don't think it's so black and white like i don't think mm. that um our relationship with alcohol is like on off like it's it's an entangled relationship right it's an yeah. emotional relationship it's not just like oh, cool, like alcohol is bad for your heart. Oh, I'm going to stop. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If it was that simple, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great. You know, we have all this science, all these numbers, all these things to logically stop drinking alcohol. Do they work? No, because it's it's, like I said, it's an um, emotional connection. It's emotional relationship that we have with it. If it, it was is. all just a numbers game, see it like done done tomorrow, right? Exactly. It would be so much simpler. But you know, I right. think you you stop drinking because you reach a point where you can't drink anymore. For um, you know, for me, it was like emotionally, like my mental health was yeah. on the floor because I couldn't carry on with this cycle. So it, I knew years ago that alcohol was bad for you. I yeah. didn't care, it, but I had to get to that like you say emotional like edge where I was like, okay, I can't. I can't do it anymore because it's taken yeah. too much from me. It's not serving me as, you know, as I thought it was. So it's just like having to remove that, definitely. which is difficult, but definitely the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. And I think, and, and that's really hard to do to like tap into those feelings and those emotions when I, I think, yes, of course, our society is like, oh, like alcohol is awesome. Alcohol is fine. Like just add alcohol to every situation. And it's so much yeah. funner. Um, Especially if it's got glitter in it. Yeah. Because everyone's <laughs> so concerned about having fun. That's another yeah. topic. But like, 
we're it's also we're so conditioned to stuff our emotions away mm-hmm. yeah you know? that's like, it oh don't think about it or oh relax have a drink or oh celebrate have a drink like th- those are all really emotional emotionally charged situations yeah exactly when you change your relationship with alcohol you realize you have so many hours in the day I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. It's, it's it's like so anything funny. you do have a drink like sure. that's what we're so used to isn't yeah. it any day that ends in why have a drink yeah exactly <laughs> it is definitely so beth i want to i want to uh go back a little bit and t- and talk about the lack of representation um of women of color in sobriety you know when you were getting sober mm. when you were looking at instagram accounts when you're looking at literature um what did you find like how how did you find uh the lack i mean the lack it's very uh obvious yeah it's 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 a funny one because when i first got sober i was just well first like shit what is this ah like i have to deal with life and emotions now sure but after a while i was like oh my god i'm sober like I felt really happy and excited and at first you're just buzzing that you're you're sober so I didn't really notice as such the fact that it was a predominantly white area Um, and it was only sort of in the last few months really that I've been attending events or like looking on Instagram and I just I've just been noticing that like I didn't feel represented Mm. in those spaces so I went to a sober event uh, not long ago and I was like looking around I was like okay so there's like two people me included uh that are like you know women of color here yeah and everyone else is white and it's yeah. just like thinking okay so like why is that like what is going on and yeah the same with Instagram um even myself it was guilty of it like I would share pages and stories of people where there was predominantly you know it was predominantly white people mm-hmm. which I don't think there is a problem with but when you're on a platform especially for myself it's important to actually show diversity because there is a problem there I'm noticing it and when you're yeah. in 
the sober community and you're already trying to find where you fit in like I said I didn't feel like I fit into things programs like AA so it's like where do I go for support yeah it is actually important to feel that you're being represented within those spaces and I feel like that's that is definitely lacking and I think you know part of the problem is is that we are scaring people you know because we do, you know we, we talk so much about terminology what you can and can't say yeah. being politically correct it it frightens people we, we've all almost gone too far in that sense that people don't know how to have conversations without like fear of offending people yeah and even myself sometimes I'm like god am I up to date with what I'm supposed to be calling myself yeah Which, you know it's ridiculous <laughs> it's like as long yeah. as we all know that we're not speaking in derogatory terms, like yeah. let's just have conversations about it. But I think it has made that harder because it, it makes it easier to brush under the carpet because it's like, actually, I don't know how to approach the subject without like offending people. Yeah. And I think that's a big issue. And we need to be like first dealing with that to make it like a safe space for like, people just to be able to talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And that's why, like, when we were having these Instagram exchanges, I'm like, oh my gosh, definitely let's talk about it. And before we even started recording, I'm like, I'm scared because I don't know how to talk about it. You know, I I definitely, first and foremost, like, I definitely need more education around that. I don't, um, Yes, I I am guilty of that. I sh- I share other white women. I share I am a white woman. Um, I feel dumb, I guess, because like I don't know exactly what to say or what not to say. Um, like you said, it's it's scary because I don't want to offend anyone. Yeah, just- absolutely. And it's 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 not good that you have been made to feel that way because I think that I even I feel that way sometimes and mm-hmm. especially like I say where I'm mixed race I maybe get the terminology wrong for black people or white people or whoever I'm talking about because like it doesn't make me an expert sure and that's the thing I think it's just we've become very scared and I think that being a person of color you're expected to have a voice you're expected to have an opinion you're expected to shout about it totally. and sometimes you don't want to do that yeah um it's a lot of work times. yeah it is. you don't, don't want to sign up for it's like you why just want to be I? you know that's it totally. but when you do notice that there are places that you are like really you feel really strongly about like sure. sobriety is probably all i talk about now <laughs> because yeah. I, I care so much about it and I think that's why I'm talking about it today is in the, in the fact that we do need to feel represented in the sober community because it, it you know it could be a reason for people to step back from accessing support because they feel like actually I don't feel like I fit into that space and I think yeah. even just by um, having these conversations we're we're making a difference and actually saying that you know what everyone is included um, this is an inclusive space and it's not excluding anyone yeah. um, I think it's, it's especially difficult in the UK because I was speaking to someone um, before about finding accounts on Instagram that are you know people of colour mm-hmm. and we were trying to find accounts and they were like 
few and far between, like really difficult to find. So when we did, the, we would share them with each other. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like it's just, it's so, it's so difficult here to find, to find those areas where you can connect with people. And I think yeah. some of the accounts that I follow, um, like Sober Black Girls Club, etc., are American-based. So yeah. although they're inclusive, they they don't feel like I still don't feel represented in a sense because it's like a completely different country. So you know, well, sometimes yeah. you want to feel <laughs> completely different feel, part of the world. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you want to you want it to feel a little bit more local, really. Mm-hmm. But I think by um, you know if you have a platform to be able to share to a lot of followers like you know on Instagram I think it's just reaching out to people um that are of like ethnic minorities and basically asking them to share their stories like what is going on for you how do you feel that you know it would be um better to include people within this space and like you said me and you were speaking on Instagram and as soon as I mentioned it to you, you're like, yeah, let's talk about it, which I, I really respect. And I'm like really happy that you did that because I think it's important for us to do that. Um, yeah. It's just, I think in general, another issue is that people of colour are less likely to access treatment, like especially if they if they need that for recovery. Yeah. Um, so then they're even less represented in, you know, the sober community because they're not actually accessing the treatments that they need. Um, yeah. So it it does run deep, but I think just by, you know, having ethnic minorities on your grid or like Instagram, this is just like advice to anyone out there that you notice that a page is like predominantly one area. Like, yeah. let's just like be diverse, like, like actively seek people that don't look like us to share their experiences. And just it's just basically saying like, we are inclusive of everyone like welcome and that (laughs) sometimes something as simple as that can actually mean so much especially when people have felt so different their like entire lives just to have someone say look we see you we hear you come (laughs) come join our space like we're here for everyone it makes a big difference really yes it it definitely does I mean because we all come from different stories different backgrounds different journeys but we all have the same thoughts and feelings at the end of the day. Yeah, that's it. And you don't need to feel bad for, you know, for being white or being, you know, in a more privileged area or, or anything like that. Because I think that's another issue is that people feel bad then because they're like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm white. Like, and I don't know, shall I feel bad for that? And it's like, no, we are all who we are. Sure. And that's absolutely fine. It's just making spaces inclusive for everyone. Um, and that's like, that's the main thing and not being afraid to have these conversations. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel less afraid. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm so glad. I mean, yeah, we just have to talk about it. You're right. Yeah, that's it. And, and just like actively look for, you know, look to reach out to accounts that are people of color and, and, you know, just reaching out and say like, Hey, what's going on for you? Um, how are you finding you know the sober space do you feel represented just having those questions because it's just the small the small hands like of like reaching out to someone that makes the biggest impact sometimes yeah Yeah. I I totally understand that in and you're doing that now you know (laughs) yeah 
I'm trying. I'm trying. You've, done, you've, you've had a similar conversation before because I, I listened to a podcast and I know that you have addressed this previously. And that's what I like about this conversation is that it's not like something you've addressed once and been like, yeah. okay, well, we've done that now. It's like you're continuing the conversation. You keep moving with it. And I love that about this and you and, and A Sober Girl's Guide is like you're, you're continuously like having conversations to, to make a space inclusive, which I think is really powerful. Mm-hmm. So thank you. wow thank you I mean it isn't a one and done thing this isn't a one and done subject or topic like this this is very real and I like I said I am definitely guilty of it I really appreciate you being this brave and and coming on and having this conversation with me and you know that's it's the only way to to, to stop this and make it make everything more in- inclusive and I hope that like me making things more inclusive will will then uh trickle down to the other content creators or other Instagram accounts or other you know whoever was out mm. there to also yeah. like, follow suit because you're completely right like we definitely need to be more inclusive we definitely need to be shining light on other people who just don't look like us like yeah and that's the thing it's, it's also not about boring being perfect. Like, yeah boring. <laughs> I would just say like don't be afraid and that's to anyone like yeah. we're not going to get it right all the time we're not perfect and that's that's not really what we're looking for here because I don't even have all the answers or the right terminologies or you know god knows but actually if we're at yeah. least just trying then we're already making a difference and it's just like just not to be afraid to to have these conversations absolutely I love that so thanks <laughs> thank you uh beth i have one more question for you what mm-hmm. advice would you give to anyone listening to us right now who is you know thinking about getting sober or or going through starting uh, their journey of sobriety what is a piece of advice that you can offer i would just say speak to people like reach out for support because the times that i said i was quick quitting drinking I would just sort of say to myself and you can break that promise to yourself pretty easily so I would just say yes like reach out to people that you and sort of like whether it's professional support or just a close friend and just say look this is what's going on for me I actually really need some help in this area I'm going sober or I'm, or I'm attempting to or I'm sober curious or whatever yeah. and just start that way and use the resources around you whether that's books Instagram friends and just trust the process because it is hands down, like I say, the best thing I've ever done. And yeah. if you would have said to me a few years back, you'd be sober, but if I literally would have like laughed and fallen off my chair, because I think that sober <laughs> is boring, right? But actually, I think we all so- <laughs> thought that. I think we it's definitely thought that. Yes. Yeah. And um, so that's it. Just take a leap of faith, trust the process because it, the rewards are endless when you become sober. So, definitely. yeah. How are you celebrating your 10 months? Hmm. Well, I don't know, you know. I'll probably have some nice dinner. Everything yeah. everything revolves around food now. Oh. Now that I don't drink, I'm like, hmm, I can eat more. And if I go out with my friends who still drink, that's absolutely yeah. fine. Now I'm actually focused on food. And, like, that's <laughs> that's pretty much it, isn't it? It's like before yeah. it was like eating's cheating. Now it's like I want all the food in the world. So I have some nice dinner, definitely. What what would be your like favorite meal? So I'm I don't eat meat. 
Okay. But I really like that. This is probably controversial, but hey ho, I like the um. I like what we're here for. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm not here to people please anymore. (laughs) Um, I love like the fake meat. So I probably have like a a vegan burger. Okay. With some fries or something. Because I still like that feeling of like eating a dirty burger. Yes. Oh Mm. my God. Totally. I know. So I probably have that actually. That's a craving. (laughs) I, I eat meat and I still prefer like that the vegan stuff over the actual meat like in terms of burgers yeah. because it doesn't you don't get the, get the grease like you don't feel no. heavy and like you want to die after and they taste the same don't they they taste like, better yeah I think totally they're, they're really good and yeah. I'm happy I still eat fish so I'm a pescatarian but you know okay. it just gets even more complicated but yeah I'm really glad <laughs> that um they've started doing some decent like meat free but still like meat burgers so that's where that's oh, what I love <laughs> yeah it's it's good I like it and I love that well <laughs> Beth thank you so so much for sharing your experience and your journey with us um and happy 10 months thank you thank you so much it's been lovely speaking with you How fantastic is Beth? I love our open and honest conversations. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your feedback about the podcast. We love to hear your comments. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at a sober girls guide. And don't forget sobergirlsguide.com. We have you covered for any stage of your booze free journey from building a community to staying accountable we got your back. Head to a sobergirlsguide.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.